as in they can be a learnt means of trying to keep a loved one safe from harm and and exploring them recognizing how they may have influenced us in our lives can be a profound expression of self love welcome to the henny flynn podcast the podcast that's all about deepening our self-awareness with profound self-compassion. I'm Henny. I write, coach and speak about how exploring our inner world can transform how we experience our outer world, all founded on a bedrock of self-love. Settle in and listen and see where the episode takes you. So I mentioned last week when I was talking about that phrase, how dare you, and looking at how we can potentially reframe um, phrases that may have been limiting in some way and turn them into something that feels more expansive. And this whole season really feels largely inspired by these statements or phrases or um Uh, what we might refer to as truisms, that's an interesting word in itself, Um, that we may have absorbed as children or young people, but predominantly as children. And using uh, some of these episodes, not all of them, but some of these episodes as a space where we can explore the impact that these kinds of phrases can have in our lives. So today's episode, you may have noticed, is titled Too Big for Your Boots. So as I say that, what does that mean for you? Is there a spark of recognition, um, perhaps of someone having said it to you, don't get too big for your boots, or someone having said it about somebody else, they're too big for their boots. Um, Or maybe you've even noticed yourself thinking it or saying it about someone in your life. You know, there's no judgment here. It's simply an opportunity to take something that's in the common vernacular and just look at it from different angles. Maybe just pull it apart a little and get a deeper understanding of the impact that it might have in our life or or in the lives of other people. So this phrase, too big for your boots, it may sound like something you've heard in your time. Or, Or the other aspect of it is maybe you recognize the essence of it, perhaps in the judgmental things you may have heard yourself say to yourself. It feels like it's also tied to that phrase, pride comes before a fall. Um, That's definitely one of mine. Um, And also uh, the one of who do you think you are? So... It's also related to episode three of this season, which is the one that I mentioned right at the start about hearing that mother say, how dare you? 
to her child. All of these phrases, they all seem to be interrelated in some way. However, this expression, too big for your boots, it feels quite specific to the reflections that I'd like to share today. So before we begin, I think it's really essential to frame these explorations in compassion. Big surprise there. Recognizing that phrases like this can be an expression of profound love. As in, they can be a learnt means of trying to keep a loved one safe from harm. And, and exploring them, recognizing how they may have influenced us in our lives, can be a profound expression of self love, an acquired means of helping ourselves grow outside of what may have confined us in the past. So if we accept that it can be an expression of love, albeit maybe a deeply unconscious usage of the words in that way, we can see how it can be reflective of what our own caregivers heard and learnt when they were children. But when we begin to analyse it, my sense is we can also see how damaging the expression could be, both later and in the moment. And a story I have that relates to this goes back to when I was six or maybe seven years old, definitely very little. I think I was probably six. We were all huddled by the outside door to our classroom at my primary school. And I remember clutching our swimming things. And I think it was also raining as well, that kind of light summer rain that meant that swimming was still going to go ahead. We were meant to be in an orderly line, but we were very young and we were fueled by the combined fear of the cobwebbed changing rooms and the thrill to come of that ice cold water in the tiny outdoor pool. Uh, This was the 70s, remember, in a small village school and learning to swim was a key part of the curriculum and everybody had to do it. Now, the teacher appeared, towering over us all, and slowly the chatter and the shoving stopped until most of us were quietly waiting for our next instruction. But one boy kept going. I think now we'd recognise he could have been a different thinker. But then he was just seen as being really naughty. And the teacher told him off, but he didn't catch on in time. And so she spoke again, and still he didn't seem to listen. By this point, those of us who had genuinely or generally (laughs) towed the line were feeling really anxious for him. I remember this feeling, this kind of growing sense of anxiety, watching him, watching her, really willing him to pay attention to her. And then she shouted. And finally, he stopped doing whatever he was doing. 
and what she shouted felt so shameful to me. As I share it now, the words perhaps don't sound so bad. You know, she was tired with an hour of corralling 32 wet children ahead of her. But they have stuck with me, or more to the point, the impact of them remains with me. I can't remember the boy's first name, something beginning with A, I think, so let's call him Adrian. But his surname was Man, with a double N. And it was this that the teacher lighted on, saying, Oh, you think you're the big man, don't you? The big man who's bigger than everyone else. Well, you're not. You're small and you always will be. Now, I'm not sure if they're the exact words she said, but it was definitely something like that. That's the impression that has remained with me all these years, you know, nearly 50 years on. And those words cut like a knife through that little group or that group of little children. And I've often wondered how they affected that little boy how that informed how he felt that day, how he felt at school, in that class with that teacher, how he felt about school after that as he grew up and went into junior school and secondary school and how he felt growing into adulthood. Does he still carry that story inside him? You know, maybe not. Maybe it was only me who held on to it. And in so many ways, that's what I hope. Because for me, it fueled my sense of injustice and a desire to stand up to bullies who hold positions of power over others and use that position in a negative way. Now, I don't blame the teacher, of course. I suspect she was at her wit's end and thought she was being clever in some way. Perhaps that's what she experienced as she grew up, the use of sarcasm to control. And there may have been a moment before she spoke where a choice was clear to her to speak more kindly. And maybe there wasn't. Maybe she didn't have any sense of choice and the words just fell out of her mouth. The essence of her message was what or is what this episode is exploring. Don't get too big for your boots because I'm here to bring you down to size. And my feeling is that we see this essence in many parts of culture. From how different people and nations have been subjugated and controlled to how women have, in many cultures, in many centuries, been kept in their place. This idea of get back into the kitchen. Um, And we can see it in ways that any part of society that tries to stand out is swiftly told to get back into place. There is a long history of shaming people to make them stay small. This is shifting now, of course. 
though for many that shift isn't happening fast enough. And perhaps there's something here about creating a deeper awareness of how absorbing and really importantly, unconsciously repeating messages like this can be a factor here. So we begin, as always, with ourselves. With today's expression, the idea of being too big for our boots speaks to our boots being a container for us, a defining line beyond which we should not venture. If you get so big, you spew beyond them, you're becoming something else, something that is no longer contained. And that can become frightening for those who, I say again, perhaps from a core place of love, are trying to keep you to size. Who are you, after all, if you expand beyond your designated space? What might become of everyone else if you grow into something new? But of course, if everyone stayed the same, stayed the same size, nothing would ever change. Change comes from a willingness to mutate, to move beyond the accepted, conditioned standard and become something new. The fear, when this message comes from love, is that if you outgrow your boots, you'll trip and fall and be hurt. But this fear forgets that the boots are ours. Even while they are metaphoric, they belong to us. And if we extend the metaphor, they may even grow with us as we grow. So... Rather than absorbing or unconsciously repeating these messages, we can see beneath to the shame they could have instilled or be instilling and instead replace it with a message of growth. This is what we do with limiting beliefs. We see the opposite of the belief and find language to replace the limitations with expansion. Perhaps here we might say, I am perfectly growing into every part of my life. If you sense you hold this limiting belief that something is keeping you small, you could try that reframe for size. I am perfectly growing into every part of my life. It could also be a wonderful journaling prompt to explore too. I touched earlier on how shame is a core part of this limiting messaging around don't get too big for your boots. It's this emotion that I felt when I was standing outside the classroom that day, though I couldn't have named it then, I was only six years old. But I felt ashamed of the teacher for shaming my classmate. I felt ashamed of myself for not stopping it happening. I felt ashamed for him and I felt his shame. A well of shame that never need have been tapped into. 
And yet, it was still something that taught me, maybe even taught all of us there, something useful for life. And let's hope that that was the case. And let us hope that it also taught that tired, overworked teacher something too. I'd like to share a new My Darling Girl message with you. It came through after a conversation with a loved one about shame. And at the time, we had also talked about the fear of taking up too much space and attention, about getting too big for our own boots. I'll say goodbye now with a hug and a wave. And I'll see you next week. My darling girl, love speaks, shame hides, love says the truth that sits within the breadth and depth of life, shame secrets away the things that feel air might make them fade, love tends the wounds so they might heal. Shame feeds the wounds so they might feel. Love knows that words and touch and light and laughter pave the way to ever after. Shame fears that nothing can ever be enough to set the core pain free. But love knows she is both love and shame. She sees there is no need for blame. She holds space and gives shame the room to breathe. So shame too sees they are part of love and so both can be. And love becomes the balm to soften shame, to soothe, to comfort, to defend, to calm, to ease, to release the urge to pretend. And so it is that love becomes the way, my darling girl. Let love and shame have their say. It feels like that last line may need a little explanation. And the reason why it feels important to let shame speak is because when we squash shame, when we try and tuck it out of sight, when we don't listen to what it says, it grows louder. And if you're used to listening to other episodes of this podcast, you'll have heard me talk about the concept of the dog scratching at the door. Um, And if we don't let it in, we don't know how it's going to behave when eventually it breaks through. And so it's always better to turn kindly to these parts of us that are trying to express themselves, even if all we really want to do is put our hands over our ears and say, la, la, la. So turning toward them with compassion, with love, feels of prime importance. And that's why we listen to shame, but we listen with love and without judgment. Okay, my darlings, another hug, another wave, and so much love.